What time is it? It's Packard Folks at Time. Hat? Check. Shirt? Check. Pants? Optional. Mug? Double check. Check us out at cafepress.com slash packardpokeset where you can get all this great merchandise and more. Do you like Packard Pokeset and want to hear it on demand and on the go? Download the free app today at stitcher.com. Available on iOS, Android, Nook, and iPad. This is Packard Pokeset and I'm poking at your news. Your news. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another fine episode of Packard Pokeset. I am your immutable and unmutable host, Packard Sonic, and this is Season 8, Episode 8. We've got a lot of 8s there tonight, and it's 2018. <laughs> so we got a series of 8s. So, well, today's the 9th, and technically tonight, the day we're recording this, is the day that our first official podcast posted. Well, is the first unofficial podcast, actually. So if you go back in the records, you'll find it posted on this day of April 9th. 2011 so the show's been around for seven years that's a long time for a podcast and uh one on a shoestring budget no less <laughs> gone through a number of hosts and co-hosts well co-hosts anyway not a number of hosts i'm the main host and i've always been here but started out with several and we are still three people on the show and it's been uh touching going a lot of places but overall we've managed to survive with that being said at the time of this recording the place where i'm living at might not be allowed to continue running because of city issues and i might end up having to move yet again i don't know yet at least at this time i will probably get notification on this sometime later tonight one way or the other i will uh, let people know and we'll see where the world takes us at that point joining me tonight from the far east coast is the atheist ranger hey guys and joining me from the ill that is illinois is matt not a believer 71 hello everyone no sex Kind of bringing you an update on a story that we talked about several weeks ago where they were talking about trying to get a humanist as a chaplain, whatever that is, into the Navy. And they apparently had rejected him. And the reason why they did this was because they thought that a humanist would bring public disgrace to the Navy. The Navy has done a lot of things over its years being a military organization that has brought enough disgrace on itself. But the fact is that they have said that a humanist was going to be the one bringing them disgrace versus a man of God is kind of disingenuous because one day after they had rejected the humanist that was applying, which was Jason Heap, who is a well-qualified counselor who is seeking to become the military's first humanist chaplain, what happened was that the day just before that, the Navy captain, Lawfren Thornton, who was the Navy chaplain, was fired for having sex with someone on the street of a British-themed pub. And the whole incident was caught on camera. Now, the fact is that I don't care if he's had sex in public, but the fact is that they are shaming a humanist who hasn't done anything to the Navy at all, but this priest who is supposed to be a man of God went out and did this public exposure thing. Now, if you have want to have sex in public, then that's a whole different issue. I mean, 
I don't have a problem with him having sex. If it had been a, a man or a woman or whatever, that's his prerogative. But the fact is that you rejected a humanist just because you thought he was going to bring bad publicity or bad press or make the Navy look bad when you have a chaplain that goes out to a British theme pub in New Orleans and has sex in public. And that doesn't say, hey, I think we're being a little hypocritical here. Atheist Ranger, your thoughts? <laughs> well, can't really condone the whole public thing because, uh, you know, wink, wink. But um, this is what believers like to do. They like to delude themselves into thinking that they are the moral high ground above us non-believers, and they don't. And the reason they don't is because morality is subjective. I mean, you can sit there and try to make that bad, make it seem like, oh, morality is just based on opinion. Yeah, it is. In fact, to, to quote Bill Maher, religion is just an opinion, and it's not a very good one. Yeah, I completely agree on that point. And the fact is, the laws that we have are based on opinions that we all agree upon. For example, the light turns red. We want Want you to stop do you have to stop absolutely not but if you don't you could cause an accident for example but these are opinions that we've all agreed upon to say hey we would like you to do this thing and having sex in public is one of those things we say hey we don't want you to do because reasons but i still do it anyway <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I'm not saying I haven't done that. <laughs> Damn, I thought it was just me. <laughs> because if I said I hadn't done that, I would be a liar, and I'm not going to lie. But uh, <laughs> I'm not the head of the Navy chaplain, though, either. So, And I wasn't putting anybody's job at risk by doing so. Matt, your thoughts? When they don't approve of the, uh, the humanist, because it would wreck the Navy, per se. And then this guy, I guess he's been the chaplain for the Navy since 92. Mm -hmm. What the story said. Yes. And then he goes out and does this. <laughs> Come on, really? It makes me wonder what else he's done on top of that. Yeah, I mean, he could have done a whole slew of stuff from the time he started till now. So he's been chaplain for 26 years and then he gets busted for having sex in public. I mean, you know, I don't know if this guy is an actual priest or not. You know, that I don't know. The story didn't say that, but they're so hypocritical and I think they should uh, hire the humanists now. Yeah, I think they should too. You know, and the thing is here that I was just thinking, you know, I'll give them credit for one thing. At least it wasn't a little boy. True. That we know of. That we know of. Yeah. I mean, he could have done, who, who knows? I mean, well, I don't want to speculate, but you never know what these Christian people or these religious people are going to do. Not all of them are pedophiles, but it seems like a good majority of things are how these people are getting in trouble for doing stuff like that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And there was a couple of stories that we talked about at the staff meeting that involved stuff like that. And we just like, we've covered this ad nauseum so we're that's why we went with this the sex appears to be consensual between him and the woman i mean it appears to be so far right well i mean even if he's able to because you know catholic priests they have to remain celibate but if he's allowed to have sex with somebody consensual sex i mean that's his private life that's his business but to do it in public eh, i don't know <laughs> yeah that's my point i don't know if he's a catholic priest i just know he's a priest right so. well you see there, there are a lot of chaplains that that aren't priests they're they're just chaplains i mean and yeah. they're married or they they could be a pastor of a church or something and they're married you know not necessarily happy if they're catholic no but if they're uh you know another denomination a lot of them are married yeah we we don't know maybe this was his wife maybe it was his mistress who's to say yeah i just hope they hire the other guy i hope they hire him too i mean it, it would stand to reason that the fact is that this other guy that's the chaplain who's the, supposed to be the man of god who supposedly is going to bring shame to the military and this guy gets it's busted for having sex in public and that's not shameful but i i'm dubious on that yeah me too
this particular story, when I read the headline, I only had one word. Why? Why is this even being considered to expand upon that? In Arizona, a House bill is debating letting teachers put the words God enriches signs in the classrooms. Why is this even a question? Did I miss a meeting somewhere where the First Amendment was taken out and thrown away in the middle of the night? The separation of church and government? When you put a sign up that says God enriches you are actively promoting a religion in a public school. Public schools are paid for by your tax dollars, my tax dollars. And the fact is that you think that you could put your religion in the classrooms is unacceptable. Why don't we just put this sign up there? Muhammad enriches or Cthulhu enriches. Why do we put signs up like that? Or why do we put the Islamic prayer on there as well? You know why they won't do that? Because the moment that they do, they will go, oh my gosh, no, we can't do that because that's a religion thing. Well, so is yours, dipshits. You're just promoting your religion. You don't have special rights because you believe that thing. I'm going to read from the article here. It says, keep in mind that the law already allows teachers to put up the following in the rooms. The national motto, In God We Trust, which I don't agree with. The national anthem, the Pledge of Allegiance, the Constitution's preamble, the Declaration of Independence, the Mayflower Compact, any speeches or proclamations by the Founding Fathers or our Presidents, published decisions of the United States Supreme Court, and any acts passed by Congress. Does anywhere in there say you could put up the word God enriches on there. No, you are not allowed to do that. Why is this even a question? Why is this even a debate? The answer is no. End of story. Atheist, read your thoughts. First of all, if this does pass, the ACLU will be on this school's ass, number one. And secondly, the sad thing is there is a good chance that the ACLU might possibly lose because, again, in God we trust is on our money. Our conservative court might see it that way as well. I think it was last year or the year before, I think it was in Mississippi, I don't think it was the entire police, but I think there was one county that put In God We Trust on their vehicles. I don't know if any of you two heard about that, mm -hmm. but I agree with you. This shouldn't be up for debate because the founding fathers, most of them were deist, and the founding fathers who were Christians were, not only did they agree with Jefferson's wall of separation of church and state, the founding fathers who were Christians were deistic in their Christianity. I guess if, you know, by today's standards, they would be considered cultural Christians. But again, this is what happens when you have corporate media, especially Fox News, who like to promote Christian privilege. They think because they're the majority, it's okay for them to promote their religion in public schools, but nobody else can. No, the Constitution is very clear. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. And as the Supreme Court has ruled over and over again, that also means that you cannot pick favorites between religions and that the government is supposed to be neutral on those fucking issues. This is not up for debate. I completely agree on most of those points. The only thing I don't agree with is where you said that it's a possibility they might get it passed anyway. The only reason why I disagree with you is because, and it says right here in the article, the state representative, Athena Salman, saying the English translation has no business in the classroom since it's not even what the motto is. It says, God enriches is not the historical use, nor is it the state model. I stand correct. I, again, I don't live in Arizona. I don't know if it's conservative or liberal. So, you know, I'm just saying, in God we trust is on our money. I've, you know, some idiotic court may think, you know, may translate that 
to mean the same thing. On that point, I absolutely agree. They might think, well, it's on the money, so why not put it there? But if we had God in riches on the money, which it shouldn't belong there, and God we trust on the money shouldn't belong there either. But let's just say if for a fact it did, then they might have a case where they said, it's on our money, why can't it be in our public schools? That's why the in God we trust is allowed to be in the classroom there. And the fact is that because it's the national motto that's the only reason why it's allowed there if by chance it was not then it would definitely not be allowed i agree what i was saying hell about the mississippi thing i think even them they weren't able to do that i don't think because uh again as i'm sure you know police officers are obviously public servants and they can't have that on their vehicles it sends the wrong message absolutely no i i agree with you on that point i may have to look it up but i'm pretty sure the aclu did go after mississippi for that and i think i'm pretty sure they lost i'm not 100 percent sure but i think that they, they if they did lose it's not like okay well it's all said and done because they just might have to regroup and then just do it again you know go after them again for it i mean they they probably have a new strategy if that's what happened i really don't know I, off the top of my head if they did lose that case or not because what i remember anyway they actually won that case and but it's a state-by-state state thing because there were multiple states that were trying to do that also matt your thoughts this arizona thing i mean this is ridiculous separation of church and state people they don't mix keep it out of the public schools we are tax-paying citizens we don't want that i mean there are you know, granted there are probably a lot of people that want that but i don't want it anywhere leave it out of the schools and just like what tony said earlier i totally agree with him just leave, leave it out of the schools i think most of these fucking lawmakers whether they be from arizona or anywhere whether they be republican or democrat need to read the fucking constitution again especially in these fucking red states i like when it comes to issues like these okay again this is the first sentence of the first amendment read it over and over again and understand the historical context behind it while we are poking at your news you can poke us at facebook and twitter or poke us with an email at ppapodcast at gmail.com or leave us a message at 662-709-PPAP enjoy the show help support us at patreon.com slash Packard Pokeset, or look awesome by buying something at cafepress.com slash Packard Pokeset. No money, no problem. You can help us by sharing the show with friends and rate us on iTunes and Stitcher. For everyone that shares and rates us, you kick ass. The Atheists, The Bible, and No Wardrobe, The Podcast. Wait a minute. No wardrobe? You mean we're going to be naked while we do this? Well, seeing how I'm an atheist and I'm reading the Bible, and since clothes are flammable... Fire! 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 I thought it might be a good idea to take them all off first. (laughs) Naked or not, follow along as we read, analyze, and try to keep you from falling asleep as we go through this boring-ass book. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spreaker. Who knows? We may even be on YouTube someday. Be sure to check out our secondary podcast, The Atheist, The Bible, and No Wardrobe, still in the book of Leviticus. What a pile of garbage this book is, but we're just digging into it now. It's a short book in the Bible, but it's not the shortest one. But as far as the way the Bible is, I'm just glad I don't live in those times.
one of the nice things about living in the state of Wisconsin is where I live is sometimes we are the forerunners of a lot of different things. The fact that you have a weekend off is one of the things that came out of Wisconsin. Uh, that's just one of the many, many great things that came out of the state. One of the other things that came out of the state fairly recently within the last 10 years or so, it was back in 2009, these little free libraries began sprouting up. The first one was in Hudson, Wisconsin, and resident Todd Ball constructed one as a tribute to his late mother, who was a school teacher who loved books. They are exactly as the name implies. It's just like a small little structure stocked with books by visitors that are free to take or free to look at. You go, you can go up to it, open it up, look at it. It's like, oh, what? there's an interesting selection here oh there's nothing here for me and then just you just leave and that's it there are several in my area here as a matter of fact and i'd pass a few in another city just south of me and the thing is because these are unregulated there's nobody there to say hey don't put this book in there because this is not the kind of book we want to be sharing with the rest of the community and since these are are not regulated they're they're hopefully being watched by the person who's there. But sometimes people who put books in there, they think they have the people's best interest at heart, but they're not. They are putting in religious propaganda into these little libraries where anybody can have access to it. And if you want to proselytize, do it in your church. Don't do it at the little libraries. These places are here for the community. You don't need to be putting your religious material or your religious garbage in there. I bet you if people were putting in Muslim books in there or any other religion in there, these people would be furious over it. But these religious nuts are thinking, hey, I can just preach and share my message without ever having to do a thing other than just put a book in a box. It's disgusting. One other thing here is if you have a book of your own, you want to donate to one of these collections, you're free to do so. As of November of 2016, there are over 50 thousand such libraries over in 70 countries, including at least one in every U.S. state. So the chances of one being near you should probably be pretty good. Atheist Ranger, your thoughts? If they're going to put religious literature in there, I'm a little conflicted. Like, as long as it's not... Again, I've never visited any one of these fun library thing so i i can't really sit there and assume that it's just proselytizing i mean it could just be religious literature in a historical context that i have no problem with but if they're putting like bibles in there yeah i have a problem with that and if that's if that's going to be the case we should put all the other holy books in there to balance it out now one of the things is here according to the, the article here it says one of the constant sources of irritation among the patrons is no one seems to be immune to taking a look inside their little libraries and to add or straighten the books out only to find that some proselytizers are stopped by and dumped off books, magazines, pamphlets, tracts, or other leaflets advertising their faith. One steward said that in a single day, he had to remove nine religious books, six religious pamphlets, and three Bibles. Yeah, that's not acceptable. No, that's yeah. not acceptable at all. Do you have any additional thoughts on that, Matt? Yeah, these churches should uh, put one of those uh, things outside their church, and uh, people can come by and take the their religious stuff you know that's actually not a bad idea no seriously when you think about it i mean these are for library books you know for kids you know if they want to learn about religion and whatnot then they can go to one of these churches and they can build one of these boxes and have it out there and then people can come by if they're religious then they can grab whatever they want to grab but these yeah. other ones leave it alone yeah no i i completely agree the thing is here though i'm gonna say because the way these people are they're kind of lazy and they they're told to go out and do these things like well what's the best way i can do this thing and put in as little effort as possible oh yeah i'll just drop off my proselytizing crap and 
put it in one of these little boxes there and I don't have to do a thing. I've done my duty to uh, God by sharing his word, by shoving it into a box. So where anybody else can stumble across it. Well, it's basically shoving religion down people's throats. Yes. Yeah. I mean, again, I am completely against that. But like I said, I mean, if this is for children, I honestly don't have any problem with like, let's say books on just basic theology in there. I don't mind that. I don't. I have a problem with putting anything religious nature in there. I say personally, if you want to teach religion to a child, that should come from the parents. That should not come from Joe blow down the street, say, hey, I'm going to shove this thing in there. It says, oh, God loves you. And oh, if you don't believe me, you're going to burn. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, I, I totally agree with you on that. That just burns me when people are just trying to shove it down people's throats. You know, yeah. there, there's a time and a place for that. And that's not the time or the place in your church. I get crap in my mailbox or not my mailbox, but in our main box that we have. Let me ask you something. Is it is it a mail U.S. mailbox? No, 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 no. It's just uh, uh, for like magazines and stuff. Okay. Uh, and we get religious crap in there once in a while. They're not supposed to put it in there because it's uh, no soliciting. They don't pay attention to that. They see the sciences, no soliciting. So to them, that means they'll buy anything. So right. make sure you knock on those doors. When I first moved in here almost 12 years ago, somebody rang my doorbell one time and I buzzed them in and they came upstairs and they handed me some religious stuff. I go, what's this? I go, there's no soliciting here. I, I throw it back at them and said, get out of here. They should tell their intent if they're going to be in the building like that. History, don't know much biology, don't know much about science. There's a lot of people nowadays that are posting a lot of stuff that is just blatantly stupid, and they are pushing a lot of pseudoscience because they're not a scientist and they are listening to people like Gwyneth Paltrow that says, Take bees and have them sting you for therapy people have died recently because they got bee therapy which is not a good thing these people who are actors and actresses and they're just trying to create a market to sell shit because their careers are pretty much over and they know it so the only way that they can keep an extra income is they're trying to ride on their coattails of their previous success buy my shit because i was famous you know I'm tired of that kind of stupid stuff. And on top of that, they inspire people who are scientifically illiterate like this nut job. Her name is Brittany Kara. She describes herself as a hypnotherapist and a certified master NLP practitioner, whatever the hell that is. She says she's also a Christian who stock and trade seems to be promoting pseudoscience. In that same method, in a recent video, she says, because vaccines are not in the Bible, we have to avoid them. By that same logic, cameras, indoor toilets, cars, the internet, none of that is mentioned in the Bible either. Why isn't she avoiding those? The reason why she doesn't avoid those things is because those are convenient to her and those are little things that she can understand. Vaccines take more brain power for you to understand why they work and why you need them. And because people like Gwyneth Paltrow says, oh, don't do this thing because it scares me or I don't understand it. So I'm going to get my information from people who know even less than I do about it and then listen to them instead of the actual scientists and doctors and nurses who actually administer this stuff and they know about this stuff. Brittany, take your shit, get it off the internet where 
people who are impressionable and could die because of your stupidity. Get it off the internet. Atheist Ranger, your thoughts? Yeah, the whole anti-vaccine thing, in my opinion, started with, uh, I think it was Jenna McCarthy. Yes. If you don't have a science degree and you know what this may be very arrogant to say but if you don't have a science degree don't comment on fucking science okay jenna mccarthy just to name an example she does not have a degree in science and this claim that oh well my son didn't get autism until he got vaccines bull crap okay the only study that supposedly proved that was the Wakefield study, and we know, all know how that ended. According to the, uh, this woman's uh, logic, believe it or not, back in Jesus' day, I don't think the Bible mentioned churches either, but I'm pretty sure she goes to those. Now, I just want to read a quote from the video that she puts out there. There's nothing in the Bible that talks about vaccines, so I just want to help you guys to think about that. So if God knew in the future that he was going to help create these amazing things that we going to just change our health and be the best, while her wording is you know scientific advancement in humanity society ever and it's just oh my gosh they're so great like why isn't there anything any inkling of talk about these things called vaccinations coming into being later to save people like if that was really god's plan and they're so amazing then why isn't it in there at all? Because it was written 2,000 years ago. Yeah, roughly 2,000 years ago. You know, ambulances also help people get healed, you know, because they come to your house or wherever you're injured at, and they take you to the hospital. No mention in the Bible about that either. Since ambulances are not mentioned in the Bible, let's ban ambulances next. I've read the Bible quite a few times, and there is no mention of any medical science in the Bible. So according to her logic, we should get rid of every single medical advancement we've ever achieved, which, by the way, was provided by no God. Or how about kidney transplants, liver transplants, lung transplants, or, you know, any medical surgeries? Uh, or how about people getting their appendix taken out? None of that shit's in there either. I thought Jesus healed people back then. Well, he, yeah, right. <laughs> he spit in dirt and smushed it in some guy's eyes and supposedly made him able to see. Uh, Yeah, no, I'm not buying that one. Well, hey, they, they claim that he walked across water, so, you know, whatever. Yeah, according to the article by this logic also, I guess she's never used a toilet either since she's full of shit. <laughs> nice. These people are so fucking stupid. Of course there's no mention of it because they never had all that back then now now we have it you know we've had it for years i mean this is today that was back then you know yeah i never thought i'd say these words but this is like theodore schubat stupid yes oh there's a name that we generally don't talk about on this show because the guy is just so vile i've pretty much banned him from being on this show as far as any clips or anything never heard of him Oh, trust me, you're not missing anything. The guy is a fucking fruitcake. As far as, far as what he looks like, he looks like the love child of Screeching Slater from Saved by the Bell. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's about right, though. You know, and the thing is, if she's going by the Bible, Jesus supposedly had said, don't wash your hands like the Jews do before you eat and shit, because he thought nothing could hurt you. Germs, motherfucker, germs. Jesus didn't know anything about germs at all. Wait a minute. We're supposed to wash wash our hands before we eat i had no idea <laughs> no know. one told me <laughs> i guess we didn't get the memo if that's the case i'll prepare the meals if i ever come to your house so there we go <laughs> And tonight we have our logic game. Our logic statement for this evening is, I'm going to carry on smoking. My grandfather smoked 40 a day and lived until he was 90. Well, how many times have we heard this one? Is this A, 
the gambler's fallacy, B, a lie, C, biased generalization, or D, anecdotal evidence. Anthony Stranger, what do you think it is? A, B, C, or D? I'm kind of choosing between A or D, but given the nature of the statements, I'd have to say A. You say A. Okay, Matt, what do you think? A, B, C, or D? I would have to go with A. You're going with A. Final answer? Final answer. Uh, I'm sorry, you're both incorrect. It is actually D. Damn it. (laughs) Damn. It's actually D. Anecdotal evidence. Discounting evidence arrives at by systematic search or testing in favor of a few firsthand stories. I can jump over uh, 30 cars. Why can't you? You should be able to do it. I can do it. You can do it, for example. I suppose if you're Superman. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Or Johnny can run the whole marathon and doesn't pass out. So you should be able to do that. And that's anecdotal evidence, too, because one can do it. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the same throughout. Right. Not everyone is going to smoke two packs a day and live until they're 90 or 100. Exactly. All righty. Well, we got to get out of here. I want to thank everybody that's listened to the show. If you make a dollar donation or more, the full show will be up on YouTube and for patrons only once it's all edited and everything. And you'll get the whole live video show. Or if you just want to hear the audio, you can go to iTunes or the podcast catcher of your choice and you can download the audio there. Alrighty, we'll be back next week. Till then, this has been Packard Pokes at. We just poked at your news. And that's a wrap.